0: Welcome to the podcast. In this podcast episode, I talk with Sean Shuchuk about leveraging a growth mindset to level up and achieve. Sean Shuchuk, welcome to the conversation today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Calgary, Canada, I believe you said. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about leveraging a growth mindset to level up and achieve. I think a growth mindset is such a crucial toolkit, a uh, mindset toolkit for people, regardless of your role within any organization or whether we're talking about at home or in your community. Uh, we need to learn how to better develop, foster, and and leverage growth mindset Um, if we hope to be agile and adaptive in this crazy world that we're in, uh, infinitely nuanced and complex and messy, uh, and things seem to be changing at a more and more rapid pace. um, So, growth mindset I think is where it's at and what it's all about. As we get started, I wanted to share Sean's bio with everybody. Sean Shuchuk is considered the go-to for those entrepreneurs, high achievers, and leaders that are driven to achieve more and collapse timeframes. He is known as the productivity speaker, the number one resort results coach, two-time best-selling author, and most recently named one of the top twenty-five speakers of twenty twenty-two. What a tremendous background! Anything you would like to highlight from your background or personal context before we dive on in?
1: You know, I'll share this very quickly, and thank you for asking. Yeah, one of the things that that's come out of this that's not really part of you know the bio that you read, which I'll do my best to live up to, is um is we've had a really strong um, call from folks in the expert space coaches uh, speakers um, you know trainers um, asking and it was never our focus or my audience but uh, folks that want to to grow expand and scale in that space and so something that's come oh, over the course of the last couple of years we've done is really put um, a part of our time uh, into working with folks in that space there's an unfortunate fact that from a coaching standpoint, most coaches can't afford to pay attention, never mind their bills. Mm. And although they may have an incredible story, um, a lifetime of knowledge, skill, education, and experience bringing that to bear and actually um, realizing two things, one, the positive impact they should have uh, on others. And and secondly, the monetary aspect for themselves seems to be a big challenge due in part to the fact that uh, selling an intangible or something they can't see, feel, and touch seems to present its own unique set of challenges. So we've we've invested a lot of time in that. Just a side note, because so many times I probably get about ten inquiries a week through uh, our website, through our office phone lines, through social media, uh, and it's coaches saying, "Hey, can Sean help me?" Yeah, yeah. I
0: think you've highlighted a really important aspect of the coaching world. Um, it is a challenge, and I know for myself because I. You know, I'm a professor, so that's my my day job, what I spend the majority of my time doing. But I I run my own firm. I do consulting work. I do coaching uh, work as well. Things like this podcast. And I know, you know, I could have conversations all day long. I could produce content. I can write. I do all sorts of stuff. Um, I love meeting with people. I hate selling myself. I hate doing the PR, the marketing, um, that kind of stuff. It's just not what I want to spend my time doing. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think, I think that's a common uh, mentality for people in the space. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, thank you for that as a background. Um, now I'm excited to, really dive into this idea of growth mindset and, and de- developing, you know, fostering, developing, maintaining that and leveraging it in the workforce. Um, so maybe start with just it, from your frame of reference, like what does growth mindset mean to you? I think there's been a lot it's gained, you know, some traction. I think, uh, you have, uh, Brene Brown and others who have popularized the idea, um, what what does growth mindset mean to you? Why is it important?
1: She's by the way, she's she's incredible. I was at an event uh pre-COVID where she was the keynote speaker in Boston. And uh so just you know, you mentioned me I'm from Canada, probably about 85 or 90 percent of our clients and the work we do is in the United States. Uh, mm-hmm. and I I spent other than you know, COVID when travel was challenging, I spent a lot of time down there, but she was amazing. I got the privilege to uh to interact with her a little bit. She's she's amazing. Um, I'll go back to answer your question. I'll go back a little bit. If you if we go back through history all the great thinkers and theologians philosophers throughout history have agreed on one thing. And the the only one thing they agree on is what we think about would become. And I realize I'm Mm. paraphrasing that a little bit, but that's the idea behind it. So everything around you, the the seat you're sitting in the car, you drive the home you live in is, was at one point in time, an idea in somebody's mind that moved into physical form as a result of, of, you know, taking some pre uh, predetermined action steps and so the reality of what we have to understand is what we're going to engage in, the, the what we think about, the internal conversations that we have are the most powerful things out there. If you, and, and there are people that will debate me on this, but if we start looking at those out there who have achieved success, whatever that means to them, everything was based on a decision. Your life, every single one of us, your life is based on two things. One is the decisions you make that everything in life is predicated on that. And then the second one is life would be really boring. Even if you happen to be an introvert or feel you are without people, the, 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 the relationships that you, you establish nurture and build are the second step in that. You can't build a business without relationships. Every company, every organization is a sales organization. Even if it's a not-for-profit, it's still a sales organization. So everything you do involves sales. Everything you do involves what you think, how you and who you hang out with. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and their one of their children um, was hanging out with an interesting crowd. And he, he sat his son down, and he was having a conversation with his son and he said, "Do you realize that the people?" He goes, "Dad." The, the child says, "I'm, I'm, I'm essentially immune, right? I make up my mind and make my decisions." He said, "Well, you may, and you may think you do, but you are organically going to do those things that you are. They're they're doing. There's some relatively new research that says that everything we observe with our eyes, our brain is creating new neural pathways to help us to achieve what it is we are observing. So mm-hmm. if You are observing something that you know, you know, and maybe these are conversations you have private parties, but you shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't be involved, you shouldn't be part of, and there are things we shouldn't be. Um, We are going to automatically start to move in that direction because how we have been created is that what we observe, we're going to start doing the longer we observe it, the longer we engage with it. So if we're going to make a decision to say, I'm going to do X, I don't care. You know, in the book, Good to Great, he talks about great, big, hairy, audacious goals. Mm -hmm. If we're going to start talking about achieving more and doing it in a different way, we have to be able to make change, something dramatic. And, you know, for generations now, we've been talking about goals. And, yes, we need to set goals, and it needs to be the right goal. And, you know, if we know how to do something, it's not a goal. The sole purpose of a goal is growth. But the reality of this is it has to be something that motivates, inspires, and scares us all at the same time. And it has to be big. And then what we have to realize is because we're human and and because we make commitments that we don't always live up to, whether we want to admit that or not, we have to take that great big hairy audacious goal and break it down into bite-sized pieces that we can assimilate and understand and start to work towards. I'm a simple guy. I grew up a farm kid. You can eat a whole apple. But you probably can't eat an entire apple in one bite. Mm -hmm. So, what we need to understand is you can, if you, if the last year you will use money, if you made $100,000 and your goal for this coming year is a million, can you do it? Yes. Is it, are you going to have to do something dramatically different to get there? The answer is yes. So, a couple of things come to mind change. Most people avoid change and fear. I have found the only people that embrace change are babies in wet diapers. (laughs) <laughs> outside of that we don't like to change fear there's this terror barrier that we get up and we have this incredible idea we're going to accomplish whatever it is we're going to change the world and then we see this terror barrier and it's it, it looks like it's far too high to get get over or go around or go through and we go right back to that comfort zone that we've painted ourselves into that easy chair reality is the terror's terror barrier is is it doesn't exist it's paper mache it's it's a mirage um we view it differently and when we start to understand that fear is nothing outside of our heads there's no fear out here it exists in here the the idea of making progress and collapsing time frames changes dramatically when you make it not just a decision an irrevocable decision your life changes
0: yeah I I love that. And I think owning our humanity that way, like understanding how we, we are always constantly making sense of the world around us. We each have our own individual personalized reality, um, and we get to choose largely, I mean, there's all sorts of processes, there's chemicals, there's the brain wiring, there's the evolutionary psychology, like all this stuff. There's like all these things that impact us for sure. And I don't want to dismiss that. Uh, And there are external forces impacting us as well. But ultimately, you know, we get to decide how we're going to respond to the world around us and the reality that comes alive in our minds, right? And so if we recognize that, and then we can, you know, choose Uh, to lean into the change, Um, you know, recognize that our our evolutionary nature is, you know, fight or flight, you know, that we don't like change. We like at least the illusion of stability and security and, you know, the faux, uh, you know, consistency, like that, that's where we gravitate towards, but, but we don't need, like, we're not, we're not, stuck there like we we can choose to do something differently we can choose to recognize that oh yeah our evolutionary brain you know puts us in this certain mode of flight or fight or flight you know when we're uh when we're faced with challenging situations or when we're faced with change once we recognize that once we can you know uh go through the internal dialogue to respond to that when it's happening so that we're not just reactionary uh then we can choose to 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 face change in a different way, where we're not as um, uh, we're, we're we're not as resistant, we're not as like immediately putting up walls around us to to try to keep us safe and secure. And and once we we recognize the value of change and and what that brings to the table for us and our own ongoing evolution personally, uh, for our teams at work, et cetera, then growth mindset becomes a natural output of that, right? It, it becomes like the next thing. Okay, change is inevitable. Change is all around us, all the time. We need to learn how to to lean into that change. How do we do that? We do that through growth. We do that through continually developing ourselves.
1: You you referenced sort of the leadership component there, and I think that's an important uh, that's an important uh, topic to to delve into because for those of us that are leaders that lead a team or um, you know, I, I mean, I've worked with uh, with organizations and divisions of companies and not-for-profits and NGOs all over the United States, Canada, some in Europe. And at the end of the day, it's people. And, uh, you know, people can be the greatest resource or they can be the opposite. It, it's really dependent upon the leader. And, you know, I've I've often said this, people don't quit a company, they quit their boss. And there's a reality when we start talking about leadership, leadership is not uh anything to do with you know the 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 title that appears on a business card um this is really about how we show up and if we're able to from a leadership perspective give um of ourselves in a way from from leaders that shows what has to happen you know um there's a, if we go back to the 1970s leadership style was you know communication was one way you did this or you got fired. That's just how it worked. It came from the ivory tower down. And that was, you know, that was, that was how it is. Um, Today's leadership style has so uh, progressed so much over the course of the last number of years um, where, and if you want a successful team, you want a successful organization, um, your most important resource is not your office building. It's not your address. Um, maybe that's important in certain areas, but if it comes down to people, because if you don't have people that contribute at a high level, that have the mindset that we are talking about today in this conversation, you're going to have a challenge. I, uh, a number of years ago, it was about five or six years ago, um, I went out for dinner with one of my kids, and we were coming out of the restaurant, and down, uh, down the street, half a block, there was another restaurant, and there was a gentleman coming out with his wife and son, and this is a gentleman that used to work for me 25 years prior. And we ended up meeting in the parking lot and saying hello and shaking hands with pleasantries. And I asked him how his business was doing. And he said something interesting to me. He said, Oh, you know what? Things aren't very good. My staff are driving it into the ground. Staff don't drive anything into the ground. Yeah. Right. Uh, The leader is leading it in that direction or maybe not. And that's part of the challenge. So if when we start talking about progress and we start talking about change, we start talking about success at any level, Um, everything starts in the six inches between our ears. And if we're going to have a successful company, a successful team, if we're going to build something extraordinary, it all starts in the six inches between our ears. And when we make that decision, we talked about a moment ago or a few minutes back on the irrevocable side of things, we say this is the outcome that I'm going to achieve. Um, and we tie a finite amount of time to it. Human nature is we'll fill whatever time we were given. So if we say, you know, I'm going to hit and we talked about a dollar figure, let's say a million dollars and you're an entrepreneur, let's say, for example, I'm going to I'm going to do a million dollars in 2024. What we need to understand is just saying it isn't going to make a difference. We have to be able to reverse engineer that and say, okay what is it has to happen every month, every week, every day? And if you happen to be a guy like me, me with maybe a touch of undiagnosed ADHD, what has to happen every hour in order for me to attain that? And when we start to understand that what more of the same gives us more of the same, what got us to where we are, isn't going to take us where we want to go. Mm -hmm. We then can start to make those shifts and changes based upon that irrevocable decision from a mindset standpoint, how we view things. If you wake up every morning and you don't want to get out of bed and life sucks, your whole day is going to be that way. And then it stretches into the week and the month, et cetera. And, you know, this is where some of us encounter some of the challenges we see going on today.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's assume for a moment, like we're able, you know, ourselves, members of our team, we're able to get people on board to recognizing the importance of growth mindset, developing it. Um, Then it becomes like proactively, how do we go about exercising that muscle, right? And developing that skill. Uh, Once we start to develop that skill, then it's a question of how how do we then fully leverage it, uh, within an organizational context, within a team con- context to help us achieve more. Uh,
1: you know, one of the first things uh, that I think happens when we start making a shift in a change is there's a certain level of, uh, you know, we're uncomfortable, uh, it's unknown territory. And for, from the leadership perspective, it's about understanding that the folks we have the privilege to work with are going to experience that as well. And it's about taking them through an experience. Um, one of the things, and I, I was working with an organization. Um, they have offices in interestingly both in Canada and the U.S. and in where I am in Calgary and down in Dallas. And an incredible number of staff and people. They have offices, uh, you know, in the energy sector because that's kind of the both sides of the of the border where I am and in, in, in Texas. But um, and when they started to understand, the leadership standpoint and the ivory tower, that they needed to make a shift and a change, there was a, an incredible amount of resistance. Um, and at the end of the day, if you need to motivate somebody, the biggest part about it is, is helping them to understand what it is that they benefit. We are, whether we want to admit or not, we're, we're closet narcissists. If you talk to somebody, and you want to engage in conversation with them. Our favorite topics is talking about us. If, you know, the, the sweetest music that your ears can hear is your name. Right. If I say, how are you? Um, That's great if I say, how are you, John? Well, that makes a whole difference to us. And so when we start to personalize this for people, um, you know, one of the things I've done a lot of times, especially with leadership when I go in, is helping the leadership. And we're talking about brilliant people, people who have built some of the most incredible companies in the world, the best teams in the world. But when they start to understand that people sometimes follow them because they feel they have to, not because they want to, it changes the dynamic of the conversation, and so when people start to experience something that motivates them, and that comes from leadership, if we start to have conversations around what is important to others, it changes the dynamic of whether we want to in human nature, whether we want to engage. And so it's about service. If you're able to provide that level of service, and I don't mean you're going and, and becoming someone's servant. I mean, you're, listen, how you serve and support. In a role of a leader, changes the dynamic of the response you get from them. And when people are responding rather than reacting, change is imminent. And it's positive because that's where the leader is is taking them. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess moving into the rest of our time, let's really hone in on this idea of leveraging the growth mindset. Um, we want to 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 exercise that muscle. We want to develop it. We want to sustain it, and maintain it. Um, but it's one thing t- for me to foster a growth mindset myself, um, and even the personal growth that can come from that. That's all wonderful. Um, but in my mind, when I think of the word leverage, I think of of something a little bit different. Like I'm, I, I'm now taking whatever that mindset is, that skill set that I might have, and I'm I'm catapulting it, right? Into greater levels of achievement, greater levels of productivity. Uh, i'm I'm it's not just about me anymore, about my own personal growth, but I'm leveraging it now into the team, into the organization. what What do you think about in terms of this leveraging component? Um, how do we leverage growth mindset into achievement and productivity and greater efficiencies and just doing cool stuff?
1: Well, I, I I'm maybe my approach is a little bit different. I look at productivity as the description of productivity as any action step or activity that moves you in the direction of your goal or objective. Hmm. So uh, we've been talking about productivity for generations. We've, we've been saying, you know, we have to become more productive. If you look at the average person today in the United States, uh, they're, they're productive four out of t- 24 hours, which is not an exceptional amount. Um, if we we help folks to understand, and this is what I spend a great deal of time doing, If we help folks understand what those high leverage activities are that are going to ensure that they achieve what it is they have set out to or collaboratively committed to. So remember, we talked about a few moments ago about reverse engineering. So let's say it's someone's goal within within an organization, a team environment, that they achieve a certain level of, of proficiency, of sales, of whatever that target or objective is. If we reverse engineer that and we say, here's what has to happen, and they will do this. There's a formula to this. Here's what has to happen every month, week, day, uh, maybe even hour, um, in order for us to achieve this target. And we break this down. What that means is, in order to increase productivity, the the only thing they are taking action on are those high leverage activities that are going to move them in the direction of their goal or objective. That means they're going to know and understand what it is the, the activities that they're currently probably doing and most people have things they shouldn't be doing. What are those things that, that you, you shouldn't be doing. Um, if you're engaged in activities that are non productive based upon what you have set as a goal or objective or have collaborated with it within a team matrix of what you should or shouldn't be doing to achieve this. And maybe it's not about a shouldn't be doing, but you can't mm-hmm. grow, expand or scale. You can't succeed at any level. And this is the transactional side of having a positive mindset. You are you are unable to do that if you're focused on the things that are going to hold you back. So from the transactional aspect of this, we need to make a determination. What are those, those predetermined action steps that are going to ensure we achieve what we set out to? And then we we commit to that based on a time frame, whatever that happens to be, to achieving those. Now there are a lot of people don't want to talk about this because this is where rubber meets the road. And this is the tough Mm -hmm. conversations. It's great to talk about the flowery side of this and say, I'm going to, I'm going to achieve X, Y, and Z, but X, Y, and Z do not happen unless we come back to those. Sometimes what is considered the tough conversation to say, I have to make a shift and a change. In other words, I'm not going to achieve this if I'm doing, you know, A, B, and C. So A, B, and C are now off the table. Uh, you know, DEF are those areas that I need to engage in every day. And typically, it's three high leverage activities that we're engaged in on an ongoing basis. Uh, if we look at truly successful people today, they have, they, they work kind of what's been promoted as a law of threes for what the last 50 or 60 years. Um, but truly successful people only focus on three things at any given time um, that are going to move them forward. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have more than three things on the go, it just means they're only Personally engaged in those three things that are high leverage, and if we focus on and I, you know it, throughout my my last book and some of the material that we use, we talk we call them HLA's high leverage activities. If you are constantly aware of and focused on and engaged in those high leverage activities, you will achieve what it is you set out to. If we we reverse, if you want to call it that, that that irrevocable decision that we made at the outset to say this is what i'm going to do come hell or high water the skies can be falling this is what's going to happen um we'll we'll achieve that um that doesn't mean there aren't going to be challenges that doesn't mean yeah. we're not going to face you know an uphill battle in certain things and this is where most people give up They're they're faced with something they perceive as insurmountable and they go okay i'm done i'm out there's no way on god's green earth i can do this and and they throw in the towel um I've built, and I share this because I'm no better than anyone else. And if you would have told me, you know, 50 some years ago as a farm kid that I would be doing what I am doing today, I would have probably laughed that you were worse. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, I was an introvert when I moved small town to big city and I worked for a cell phone carrier when I was in, in university. uh, I remember them having a group. They brought some speaker in from the Eastern seaboard. And he said, I want you to go around the room and shake hands and introduce yourself to everybody. And I stood at the back of the room, you know, cell phones weren't quite as smart then as they are now. And I remember, you know, staring at my shoes to make sure they were still shiny. Because the last thing I wanted to do was go shake hands with a bunch of strangers. Not because I was worried about, you know, the, the physical contact. It just it wasn't who I was. Yeah. If we can get past some of those things, and you can, it's not an if, but we have to make that decision to do that, that hold us back. Um we can make that shift in the change. And it really comes down to what we just talked about, understanding what we shouldn't be doing. And for, in a team environment, one of the things that happens is you work together to find out what it is you should be doing and put a focus on an emphasis and emphasis on those things that you should be doing, those high level activities that are going to make the shift in the change and deliver the outcomes based upon um, you know, and we use the term from uh from from Colin's book, Good The Great Big Harry Audacious Goal.
0: Yeah, I love it. Sean, this has just been a great conversation. I know at the time I need to let you go. But before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: I want to thank you for having me on. First of all, uh, if you want more information, go to changeyourresults.com. If you're a coach expert out there, go to to something we just did. It's called linefactorcoaching.com. Take a look around. It's something brand new that's launching in November. Um, uh, listen, if you want to increase productivity, you want to get yourself to a place that you haven't been before, uh, do a little introspection, find out what you think you should do differently, make that shift and change and make the irrevocable decision to do it uh, and then execute. It's not about taking action. It's about execute, executing on what those predetermined action steps are.
0: Great. Thank you, Sean. It's been a pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Sean can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. You can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast. We hope you stay healthy and safe and please join us again soon.